The administrative profession holds both routine and unexpected demands throughout each day. Due to each role being unique, much like your thumbprint, there's no manual that makes it black and white or a no-brainer. However, having transitioned from the profession myself turned specialized headhunter, I've been blessed with over 2,500 one-on-one connections with admins living this profession each day. They've shared with me remedies, ideas, and hilarious moments, which could help others transition from, and I air quote, the word island, in which we feel and see ourselves living, to a place of community. Each PS episode, of which I'll let you know, PS stands for permission slip, not postscript. These episodes will deliver thought-provoking moments to help you navigate your admin world. Let's get to today's topic. Hey everyone, welcome to a really fun, uh, challenging, positive, exciting, and a bit scary PS episode, self-talk. Is it a curse or is it a gift? I've been spending a lot of time looking into research so that I can bring forward not only a personal experience and opinion to such a topic, but data, research and data. And I came across an amazing article or I should say research paper conducted from 2014, Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. This paper is supported by seven independent studies. And the topic of this paper, of which I'll have in the show notes a link to it, should you actually want to skim through it or read it in its entirety, is self-talk as a regulatory mechanism how you do it matters. And it was a really wonderful uh, compilation of a variety of things associated with the seven independent studies and how we think the impact of that and, you know, saying it's a gift and also saying it could be a curse is uh, both true. Reason being is I know so many of us, especially when we are anticipatory in our role as administrative individuals, we overthink things and we're having internal dialogue to try to figure out what's going on. And that internal dialogue, you know, when you look at the definition of self-talk, it's what are you thinking about? How are you influenced? What are you doing? Uh, you know, how are you arriving to certain decisions? And one of my guests in a really sweet episode called Trust the Process talks about she's not ashamed and she will never apologize for overthinking. And I really loved that declaration because it's true. And being very introspective, influencing the way you're going to respond, both reactive and proactive, um, is a discipline. And so some of the things we're going to cover today are talking about discipline, making small shifts in the things that we're thinking about. People talk often about journaling. And as I was doing the research for this before coming in front of the microphone, I realized I I do a, a, a version of this, but I'm now inspired to promote for all of you to consider very strongly what I learned through my research. I came across stuff on Mayo Clinic, Psychology Today, also a website called Positive Psychology. And so I won't tell you where I found everything based on those three resources and this research paper, but most of what I'm going to bring up are things that I've read. This is the action item I want to start with first. 
we have a brain um, gymnastics show in our head. And I'll put it to you that way for the reason that that's what it is, right? We're thinking about this and it's bopping over to this. And so sort of think that that beautiful floor exercise gymnast just bopping around from corner to corner. And that's what's happening in our brain. And it's a beautiful thing. And we should be very proud of that. How do we take that and how do we use it to make productive triggers, to promote proper habits? And something that was promoted was writing it down. Now, some of us might be thinking, well, yeah, okay, that's journaling. I'm talking about something a little different and hear me out. This little different is when we have a worry and that worry is causing a lot of self-talk and or overthinking. If you write down that you've arrived to a decision that the action of that individual or multiple individuals was a result of something happening elsewhere, if you write down, for example, Julie responded very reactive with a lot of emotion because I was able to learn that something's going on somewhere else in her life. When you then revisit why she reacted that way, you've already come to a healthy conclusion. Therefore, worrying about that independent thing of probably multiple things, which is the big issue, both good and bad, you don't allow yourself the permission to keep worrying on that one sliver of multiple things leading up to the whole issue. When we write it down, and then as we revisit, and for those that have been listening a while, you know about my five-minute rule, allow yourself five minutes to process something, work through something good, bad, um, melancholy, whatever the emotion descriptor may be, that when you come to revisit your notes on an issue, and it could be a scrap paper, it could be post-it notes, whatever you can do to take it from the brain to the paper, you've done two things. You're actually seeing yourself write down what you're going through. You can put a smiley face next to it if you want for sort of a trigger on how it's going to make you think and feel, that you realize you have closure on that component of a large issue. And that way, when you come back and give yourself permission to overthink or continually process, what is left to figure out? Because if you've truly arrived in different areas of an issue to closure and you find yourself going back, revisiting a component that has closure, you've essentially closed out how much longer you're going to be worrying about something. And I think it's really important that you figure out how that plays into what you're doing. And we call that productive worrying, productive assuring. And those are things that I picked up in the notes that I took as it relates to the many articles I read um, to sit down and give you this inspiration. And productive worrying kind of goes to, we shouldn't be ashamed of the fact that we overthink. It actually makes us very powerful. That's where it is a gift in our role, the overthinking, every detail. What's the address? What's the location? What's the reservation? What do we need for that meeting? You know, is there proper um, formatting and everything associated with that uh, deliverable we have for our executive or someone else who's relying on us to support them in an objective for the company? We want to be able to recognize when we're in the position of it's a gift to overthink and when we're in the position that it is a curse. A curse meaning it holds us back, it holds us down, and really thinking about the impact 
of what we're working on, how we want to be able to be productive worriers, right? And maybe you want to sort of write at the top of your journal as you capture all of your things throughout the day. If you know that you're struggling midday at the top of your paper, you say productive worrying. That keeps you in check. And there's so much that comes from having these inward disciplines um, that put you in a position of you are leading yourself. You are your own chief accountability officer. And let me pause for a minute. Because as I'm talking about all of this, I am listening to my own advice. And it's extremely important that when you share advice or you share research that you found, that you too uh, model what you say. And I do have, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six different post-it notes on my monitor right now, ranging from it's okay not to be okay, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Dear Helani, today remember your needs. Love Helani. Whatever you should be doing that puts you in a position of one, loving yourself, two, being accountable, and three, recognizing that you are responsible for how you're showing up. One of the other things, too, is when you kind of go through this dissection of what are you worrying about, you should be thinking about, as I mentioned, with writing stuff down and recognizing that you have closure with a component of an issue is creating a plan on how you're going to correct it. Are you going to award yourself only two more five-minute sessions in that workday to worry? And if so, be strong with that. Be very comfortable with that because you are your own boss. You know, and another thing is we think about when we're going through this, What's going to happen to us? Are we going to be hurt? Are we going to have closure? And I have behind me here in my office a letter board that was given to me by a client, and it has um, written with the plastic letters, trust the process. And mindset shift is so imperative and having inner dialogue that is both in the worrying, because I know it makes us feel better when we can work through the worry, but also the recognizing of, I've given that so much energy and I've given that so much of my time. Where am I going to be after this? And if you've expanded beyond day one into day two and you're into day three of a still worry that's three days old, where does that get me? Am I farther along in the process of recovery and being at a better position of what did I learn? And another thing that's connected to this, which was neat to discover, which is obvious for all of us, is how do we feel? How do we feel? Positive thinking often starts with self-talk that's positive. Um, it doesn't mean that you keep your head in the sand. It doesn't mean that you ignore life's less pleasant situations. Positive thinking just means that you approach unpleasantness in a more positive and productive way. And I bet if most of you who struggle with this and are okay with it as we should be. If you could say, God, that thing I worried about for two or three days or more, did the excess worry beyond really what I should have allowed myself to, did it make it any better? Did I really get farther along in my sort of self-discovery and self-assurance? And maybe it did. And maybe it didn't. And so really thinking about and auditing how often you're allowing, quote, the curse side of overthinking be a part of your day. And this is another thing as it relates to writing stuff down is 
tally marking every time or writing the number five on the top of the paper because you're awarding yourself that five minutes, you're crossing it out so you can see how many five minutes you used in your day. And for my five minute rule that I've been really working on for such a long time that really puts me in a position of calm because I've given myself the permission to be concerned and I've given myself an endpoint of how long I want to actually misuse my time for maybe over worrying or navigating an issue, there is something very rewarding about having that self-control. So building a routine, um, taking a deep breath is something that is really awesome. And <laughs> I'm going to kind of close here on something funny, which so many of you are going to appreciate, but stop expecting perfection. A lot of the times when we sit in a position of over worrying, it's because we want to be very perfect. And listen, I am in love with every one of you who holds yourself to a high bar. Absolutely. Never switch that. But maybe, much like if it's cold outside, you wear a jacket, you show up to that environment to what it needs. You're at the beach, you're in a bathing suit, toes in the sand. You know, you're not going to be wearing a ski jacket for that. Show up to each task you have based on the expectation of what allows for perfection versus over-perfection. So I'm really hoping that this episode brought some new ideas on how to help you work through what is a gift and a curse, the self-talk and overthinking. I hope you heard some tips here that can help you achieve a sense of calm when you're in a state of not sure. And then also recognizing, too, that yes, I know we hear it over and over again, going through many hours of reading different articles and materials in advance of this, positive thinking is so powerful. It's powerful for your heart. It's powerful for your mind. Quite honestly, it makes you have glowing skin, so that's another big plus. So really think about ways to work through self-talk, overthinking, and recognizing that you should do it but you should do it with some limitation. Thanks guys. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your time with me and allowing me the opportunity to inspire you. My intention with the PS episodes are for you to rediscover why you're in this profession and continue to love it. Have a great day.